1: We, should we do this? Should we actually <laughs>
0: nah? <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> Never mind. The art history bay. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Natalie, and we are the Art History Babes. We are, and we are here today doing, I've kind of like, I don't know, I don't even know if I really like this name, but I've kind of just deemed these episodes as like creator chats. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it It fits because we it are fits. talking about things that affect creators, artists, contemporarily, kind of just having open discussions about them. So it fits. I don't know. I don't know if I love it, though. So in my change, title. <laughs> it's the working title of the series. Working title. Yeah. So yeah, if you listened to our like social media criticism episode, um, we're doing another one in that style where we're just going to kind of hash through a topic that affects creators and creatives and also people who support creators and creatives. So like a lot of people in the world (laughs) and share just our personal thoughts, insights, and, you know, questions surrounding these topics. And today we're talking about a very large topic as well. Sourcing, giving credit.
0: I wrote creative inspiration versus flat-out theft. So I feel like that's kind of the two okay. polarities that we're going to be dealing with and then, like, everything all in right, between. All right, all
1: yeah, right. Yeah, I like
0: that. That It's extreme, but yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to be only focusing on the extremes, but those are the extremes, and that's where we will be. And, and this being... A vast topic and,
1: and an important topic in obviously just the, the internet, right? Like mm-hmm. sourcing in the age of the internet, giving credit in the age of the internet. Whoa. Huge. like <laughs> Affects us like, all. Yeah, it affects us all. And there are so many different aspects of this and like different places that people fall both as creators And as like non-creators, like that can be an interesting thing that we'll get into. But like sometimes, you know, people will come to the defense of a creator and a creator's like, nah, brah, we're good. Like, you know what I mean? So like it can sometimes be like it can be an interesting thing who gets really worked up about crediting and who sees it a little differently and this also ties into the very vast complicated topic of authorship and mm-hmm. to what degree do we put emphasis on authorship and so I think I think we've got a lot to talk about I think there's a lot to talk about here
0: so much <laughs> so, so much so <laughs> much Yeah, so this Um, topic kind of came to us when I came across an Instagram scuffle, we'll call it. Love the Instagram drama. Yeah, and it was between two independent creators. They both seem to be just like kind of small batch in-house. I won't give too much detail about what they were making because then it gets specific and people can mm-hmm. you know piece it together and we're not trying to do that but essentially it comes down to a design where it involved using the form of a body for okay wait wait I might have to cut this out because I'm like I'm gonna explain to you and tell me if you think it's too specific so <laughs> okay they were trellises like for plants and the original design is a body it went like boobs, like a female body. And then she eventually made a series where she like pierced the nipples with little crystals. And so like the little nipples had like dangling crystal mm-hmm. little doodads and a friend of hers then made one with like the nipple hanging things. And that's where she was like, whoa, <laughs> that's like my design. I mean, that's, yeah, that's already a complicated situation.
1: <laughs> like, uh, like, oh man! And she just—I'm uh, guessing the the second creator didn't give any credit to the first one. Like, no, like inspirational credit or anything.
0: No, because by the time that. The original creator saw it. She just outright asked her, Can you take that off your shop? Like, that feels like you just copied a design that, like, is one of my best sellers. I really love what you've done in the past with, like, the aliens, like, the other designs you do. But, like, that really is too similar, I think, to what I make. Can you just take it down? And then I think she, like, blocked her and, like, made it a thing and just, like, refused. You know, and it's just, yeah, basically, and I, I think this isn't uncommon. She took the route of this is open source information. and I can do what I want with it. Yeah.
1: And see, I think, I don't know, I think it was a situation like that. I mean, I think with all these situations, I think your best route is always going to be taking it on a person-by-person basis. And so my instinct is, is, especially if that creator took the time to reach out and say, hey, it feels like this, you know, like you should respect that you know like i think i feel like that is kind of social media etiquette to a certain Mm -hmm. degree even with like um repost accounts you know and we do like some reposting like we repost i repost tiktoks all the time and people fucking love them oh my god it's it's crazy (laughs) Like, (laughs) like i don't know how i I I just kind of fell into the uh, space of TikTok curator. Well, no, you are that in your friends' th-
0: lives and you just expanded <laughs> it beyond because you've been doing it for us for like a year now. So you just opened it up to our audience is really all you did. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, ultimately, what it what it tells me is people just really love my TikTok algorithm. Like for whatever reason, I have. I've got a solid algorithm. I mean, I've trained it pretty good at this point, but yeah, people love the TikToks I repost. It's like become a thing. So that, you know, that's only a, a minimal aspect of our Instagram account, but that is a repost. And if any creator ever asked me to take it down, like take one down, I would take it down immediately, like mm-hmm. no questions asked. And a lot of repost accounts typically even like a lot of them put that in their bio. Like if this is yours and you don't want it on here. Let me know. Like, yeah. Um. So that feels like a pretty big, or is at least becoming like a social media etiquette thing. Like, if someone specifically reaches out to you and and says you took one of their designs or you're actually like using their material and like asks you to take it down, I think the right thing to do is is to then do that. Mm-hmm. Um. That being said, I don't think you know, every creator's not going to feel that way. You know, like I, yeah. I, I, I think there can also be situations where a creator will see someone kind of take their idea and they're chill with it. And it's fine because everyone kind of feels differently about that kind of stuff. Like there's um, I wanted to bring up, there's a interview with Grimes who I just really love as a person. She's just awkward and wonderful and very creative and um you know the elon stuff is one thing but i just really as a like yeah as an artist like i really vibe with a lot of the stuff she says and i love how just kind of like awkward and raw she is mm-hmm. and i was listening to an interview with her on this topic and she straight up said she was like anyone can use my stuff like i don't care and if anyone is to get you know, a correspondence or like anything that's from people like who maybe own the music or people at the production companies, you know? And she's like, I don't have any say in that. Yeah. But she's like, as an artist, like I love when people take my music and then like turn it into something new. Like she's very much like open source with her creation. But at the same time, she even said in an interview, she's like, but I understand that like, that's a different situation. If you're like, if you're not married to one of the richest people on the planet, and like, <laughs> and and money's a, an issue for you, and she brought that up, she's because like, obvious, we all know money is not an issue for Grimes right now. <laughs> yeah, like so she, she's good, she's good, she's solid. Money is not an issue for her, and so she can very openly be like, "Please take my art and do with it what you will." because she's just not reliant on it in that way. But she even said like immediately, she's like, I can see why someone would feel different if you're financially reliant on it. So that's this like other element too, as like, yes, I think it is really beautiful to be able to be like, anyone take my ideas and please like make something new. But like there is a level of just like privilege. You have to be in a comfortable situation because a lot of creators are just trying to live. Yeah. So someone taking their stuff stuff could affect their livelihood and so that's an element I think needs to be considered like if a creator reaches out to you and they don't want you using their stuff it's likely that it is connected to maybe finances their livelihood or whatever exactly. and you should
0: respect that you know exactly and and in this situation like it just it seemed extra a bummer because both artists seem to be in that position where they were at least trying to make a living off of these um, sales and so yeah and I just I guess I want to connect it back to like this is such it is a gray area because we need creative inspiration and we need to start somewhere with our creative pursuits so copying is a great place to start when you're like into art when you want to start learning something like for some people you can just pull ideas out of your head but for a lot of people references are really helpful and that's a way to train yourself to have the skill to kind of just do things a little bit more free form and more out of your own creative place but when you are trying to make money off of the things that you are directly copying from other people that is not okay. Like you use that copying as a practice, as something to gain skills and to get better, but you know it. It's a really you know dramatic example, but it would be like copying, just flat out copying Jackson Pollock's, and then trying to sell them, which I'm sure has been done. And I mean,
1: it 100 be like, has been
0: done. It's what are it's you? Called- Forgery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. And, if you're not run. trying to, but if you're not trying to sell it as forgery, if you're trying to be like, "Look what I made. This is mine," then people just will be like, "What are you doing?" And so, you know, it's it doesn't make it much better if you're doing that same exact thing to a s- smaller creator to where you're not going to be called out on a large scale, but it's almost it's so much more unsavory when you're stealing ideas from someone else who's just starting out because yeah. they're they're so close to where you are like just do your own thing for a little bit longer and you'll come up with something you know what I mean I I completely
1: know what you mean and I completely agree and I think so I agree but I also think there's another element to kind of what you were saying so like I I mean I think on some level it comes yeah it comes down to respect for your community right mm-hmm. it comes down to just like respect of the situation and like, Really, really being honest, really being honest with others, really being honest with yourself, being honest about where your inspiration came from. So like if you really did get an idea from another person and you kind of changed it, but then that person wants credit, like that's an entirely fair thing to ask for. You know what I mean? And in that situation, I think you can turn it into some type of a collaborative effort, right? Like I think you can give credit and like turn it into Okay, this was kind of where
0: I got this idea from. And like, but what if they're not asking for just credit? What if they're asking you to stop selling the thing that they feel is too close to the thing that they created? Yeah, I mean, that's too much to ask of someone. I don't know. I know. <laughs> because okay, so this is where it gets complicated. I don't have answers necessarily. Yeah, I'm not,
1: I'm not going to say yes or no on that. I'm not saying that it's not a fair thing to ask. Um, but I I don't know. I do think some of these situations, happy mediums could be reached if like people were just like being honest and like figuring out a way to yeah. Source their inspiration and like making it so it benefits everyone. I think that is, I mean, that's the Okay. So like if you're in this situation, I feel like that should be the first thing you try to do. Right. Like that's number one, step number one, like, I made something. I got inspiration from someone else. I didn't really credit them. Now we're kind of in a messed up situation. Let's see if we can fix this, turn it into a collaboration, turn it into something better, and then go from there. Um, And the reason I say that is because the big thing with a lot of these situations, and this is the more overarching theoretical aspect of it all Is that like so? You brought up that, like, you know, copying is a great way to learn as an artist, which is totally true. And you mentioned that, like, some people just come up with ideas. I disagree, I don't think. Anyone just comes up with ideas. I think all of our ideas are a amalgamation of the things that we experience, the content we take in, and then mm-hmm. we make connections. And and you know, there's there's the argument that like all art is appropriation to some degree, right? Yeah. Like, um, and that's what makes the appropriation conversation very complicated because. All art is appropriation because down to a neurological level, like the way human brains work,
0: the idea of just a spark of genius out of nowhere. No, is and false. I I agree with you completely. I guess I wasn't trying to say like someone just like sits in a quiet room and comes up with art. I guess I meant more like they draw inspiration from things that aren't other people's work. So yeah. then it has like a much more filtered you know what I mean? You don't have to worry yeah, about yeah. copyright because the inspiration is coming from something that isn't a direct reflection of someone else's artwork. Um, whereas for other people, it's just creativity doesn't come in that way. So they they need to copy something that's in their same medium to get and get to where they're going. Um, but no, you are so right. And that is an important distinction that no one is sitting here. The idea of the genius artist needs to be just, like, banished. Um, The genius artist is a well-practiced artist. The genius artist is the artist who spends thousands of hours just, like, committing to their art, probably. Like, that's what I think. Yeah,
1: but also I would... I would add on to that, that the genius artist is the artist that takes in a lot of ideas because creativity It like, if you really break down creativity, creativity is making a connection between two things you don't expect to make a connection between like Mm -hmm. that is, that is a creative thought, right? Mm -hmm. It's like something new. You take one thing and you take another thing and you literally create a neural connection that is unique. That's creativity. So I think the genius artist to, to be a genius, I mean I hate that word, but like to be We're a genius artist so sarcastically too. <laughs> I know, like I hate the concept to be honest, but like I think I know personally I am the most intrigued by artists that take in a lot, that have a lot of associations, that have a lot of connections they're making, that have layers to what they're doing. Um and so that's all I guess where I'm going with this whole argument is that I think that to some extent, all art is appropriation. And I think we are in a space with the internet and like social media where our conscious and subconscious is taking in so much information so fast, so constantly. And we don't even register that we're doing it all the time. So I don't think it is fair to say that because someone maybe even subconsciously took in a concept or an idea that they're necessarily copying. Because I think that stuff happens and people don't even know that they're doing it. I think that's very real. I think the subconscious okay. comes through when we create. And I think it can be inspired by things we saw and we don't even remember we saw. I'm not saying that's what happened here. No, it's totally. It's also totally. possible this artist, like, because you said they were friends. Like you said that they was connected. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: first name yeah. basis, like they knew each other. And I think that was the source of this original creators. Like, yeah upset feelings because she, she really sense. just seemed hurt. And the second that people started attacking the other account, she got back on and was like, you guys don't be mean to her. Like I heard mm-hmm. that like people are being really mean. Like that's not what we want here. She's like, I literally only want her to take it off of her website. That is all I want. I don't want anyone to come that to is her something- DMs. I don't want anyone to say a mean word Dude. to her. She's not a mean person, you know, but that is something we, we need to just, we need to fucking get a
1: handle on it as a society it is the idea that like it it's become so fucking commonplace for someone to bring light to something or criticize something. And it turns into a goddamn attack campaign. And that was never the intention. And it's like that needs to We need to stop doing that. No, like, I, that's not what, that's not what people want. Like, you know, just like, because an artist is bringing attention to something does not mean they want the other person violently attacked. And it blows my mind that such large groups of people jump on this, yeah, this virtuous, like, well... Well, I got this. <laughs> it's like, like, what, who are you? Like, what are you doing? You know, and it oh. turns into this like attack thing, and that happens all, yeah, all over the internet constantly. And um, and and that I guess actually connects back to our previous episode with like social media criticism and that culture, and like we need to learn to be able to to handle things critically without turning it into a war. Like
0: that's not necessary. Um, And self-reflection is great. Like people need to stop there more often on the train of emotions. (laughs) Take a fucking two, three hour break at self-reflection and just see like, maybe what are these emotions saying about my experience? (laughs) Oh, maybe that doesn't apply to literally anyone else. Yeah. And I
1: think, I think with this bigger conversation though this bigger conversation of people either you know using people's art or taking inspiration from people's art or whatever what have you um it's just it is not something really to ever turn into like this all out war like that's just that's just making it all a lot messier and I think we're taking away from the possibility of actually like thinking about these things in a um, critical, theoretical way. Like, what does this actually mean? Because, yeah, I think it's uh, really common for people to get on this, like, moral, virtuous, like, high horse about, like, you stole this and you're terrible. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it is literally not that simple. Like, there is a very very well documented very well known effect throughout history which is called um simultaneous discovery Mm -hmm. and uh elizabeth gilbert talks about this in one of her books but it's i mean it's it's been documented for for decades now like people have kind of been talking about this it's a real thing where like Throughout history, like there are proven points where like huge scientific discoveries happened simultaneously on different parts of the world in a time where, you know, we did not have the Internet. Like no one was stealing shit from anyone like they were just in very different parts of the world, but they discovered similar things. And I think that depending on how you look at it, like that's a really beautiful thing a thousand this idea percent. that there's like like I believe Fully in the collective conscious, like the collective consciousness, I believe in humanity kind of like moving together. And to me, the idea that multiple people can kind of dip into the pot of like collective knowing and have the same idea that's that's beautiful and it also makes sense. It does not mean one person stole from the other (laughs) it just doesn't you know and so that aspect of things I think is really important to weigh in to this conversation that like people have similar ideas you know like and and with the internet everything moving so quickly it, it almost feels like a daily occurrence that I'm I feel like I'm pondering something or thinking about something some way next thing I know, someone I follow on Instagram is basically saying the same thing. And I could be like, Oh damn. Like that was my idea. Like big ego energy. Yeah. Or I could be like, Oh, we're just like there collectively. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I think this also feeds into you talked about earlier, but fear-based thinking and how that could affect all of this. And fear base connects back to like lack of resources and the idea that there is an inherent lack and that there's not enough for all of us to make it. And so, yeah, those survival instincts kick in and yeah.
1: I mean, if you really want to get down to it, all of this is a problem because of
0: capitalism, <laughs> a thousand percent. And it's, like, it's a, if we want to go there, like it's like it's, a double-headed you know, dragon because part of it is the argument that well, capitalism breeds creativity because you've got you know all of these different sources, da, da, da. but we all know because we're here now <laughs> that that's <laughs> not true, and that what does happen is monopolies are created and these giant monoliths of business of create whatever are created and that rises to the top and everything around it either just keeps running their trickle or they get like a cease and desist letter and suddenly like they can't be doing what they were doing anymore (laughs) because someone made their first billion and they beat them and it's just exactly it's so ridiculous but The other thing about the fear based thinking, it's not just that, you know, if someone's doing something similar to you, that they're stealing your business or stealing your resources. If we look at this from the lens of not someone just having the same idea, but someone actively copying someone else's idea to try and make a profit, like, you're doing that out of the fear of being bad. Like there's something in you that's creative. There's something in you that wants to make things and wants to make a living off of that. And that's great. But there's also something inside of you that is really scared of being rejected and really scared of failing and really afraid of people not liking what you have to make. And I can see how it would be a lot safer option to just... Find something that you like and you know other people like and you know already works, and then just change it a little bit. But, like, but going in with that mindset in the first place is why you're already going to make something that's too close to that other person's thing. It's totally. just you're setting yourself up because of where it's coming from, because there's so much fear around it being likable that you're going to just automatically copy the main things about it that make it interesting and and that's where authenticity I think really draws people in is you have to kind of put yourself out there to be in that authentic space and we can have a whole episode about just like authenticity and not just like the beauty in it but like the big eye roll moments with that word and just what it can represent (laughs) because it can be very frustrating but When someone's being authentic and being vulnerable and, you know, sharing something in that way, which is what a lot of art is, that's the draw. So it's, you gotta, if you're doing it from that place, then that's a time I'd say to take a step back and really question your process and question if you're, you know, being a, what's a good way to put this? Like, a responsible creator <laughs> um a thoughtful creator like a trustworthy i also creator. think
1: i think it's important to to really sit with like like how much you you really like think you need or have to have ownership over an idea mm-hmm. um So I'll use personal examples. I have two on top of my head. So way back when in our first season, yeah, like first year season, we've never had seasons, but our first year, <laughs> <laughs> our first season of podcasting
0: <laughs> was a um, rainy our, one.
1: Yeah. Our first year of podcasting, we did our I Way Way episode. Uh, great episode. Still, a, still a banger. That's one I think that holds up pretty well. Um, And, uh, yeah, just, just a solid episode. Love Ai Wei. And the name of that episode, uh, was, uh, (laughs) was my genius. I will take credit for was Ai Wei or the highway. And I definitely, I definitely just thought that was just like a funny, silly name, but like also kind of fit because Ai Wei is like, such a political artist, and just fucking does his thing. So it really is kind of like, yeah, his way or the highway. Yeah, <laughs> um, like, and it just. It just was like a a beautiful little moment and but also just like a funny little thing. And that was the name of the podcast episode. And you know, if you've been here for a while, you know we like to do kind of silly, punny, weird names when we when they when inspiration strikes, like you know. Um, and yeah, and that was one I was definitely proud of, but also like whatever, not a big deal.
0: <laughs> Since we're and, playing this, uh Q Beer enthusiasm was my favorite. <laughs>
1: Yep. there you go. But like, like you
0: said, doesn't matter, not that important. So back to you. But it's just a fun little moment of like, yeah. oh, that's good. You yeah, know? like <laughs> inspiration randomly strikes, and you're proud of it because yeah. it just and you're just like, mm, yeah, right, um, right place, right time.
1: <laughs> and then a few years later, um, I'm like, yeah, it was like two, two, three years later. I don't even re- really remember when, but I'm scrolling Instagram and I see on Iwayway's Instagram account he reposted a um picture of this sign it was a sign because his documentary human flow which is about like migration and the refugee crisis um was was being played there and and the sign was like a light up sign and and they put in like iwayway way or the highway and like and he posted it and i remember seeing that and being like <laughs> because like our podcast episode had been out for years at that point and also to be fair when we started there just weren't many art history podcasts at all like at all you guys like now there's you know plenty but like you know so there was some part of me that was like they had to have seen that. Like they had to have listened to the episode. You know, there was some part of me that felt that, that felt that mm-hmm. they had to have seen that. And so that like hit me in some way. I was like, is this, is I went away we reposting my line or did someone else just come up with it? Yeah. And you know what? I don't have an answer at the end of the day. We'll never know. We'll never know. And the thing is, it's entirely possible that someone else came up with that line and it's, just a weird thing and so even though I like stopped and had this moment it's like I you know like I I could have uh turned it into this whole thing like it, it, like like excuse me excuse me <laughs> like did you take <laughs> this line from me but like why you know like yeah. there I don't know so I understand i f- Fully understand as a creator the feeling of like stopping and being like, did someone get that from me? Like, was some like totally possible? Um, that that is what happened. Uh, but also, like, it's a fucking funny line, and I'm glad they used it, and I'm glad I way way thought it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> like that exactly. makes like that That's made me matters. happy because even if it was just like one of those weird things that just happened you to overlap he thought, he still thought that it was funny, right? So it's like, it's a good line regardless, right? So like, that was just, I I, yeah, just one of those little examples of like, I totally understand feeling, that feeling of like, did someone, was someone inspired by my thing? Did someone flat out take my thing? Mm -hmm. Um, And feeling some type of way about it, but also I think taking the time to kind of weigh like what that even means In my situation, it didn't really, you know, it's not like someone, yeah, it's not like someone actually like, I don't know, like really like stealing my stuff and making a bunch of money off of it. Like that wasn't what was going on there. So it's like ultimately
0: everyone's fine we're all yeah.
1: we're all it having was, a good time we all
0: agree this line is funny you know, like, if it was God. the highway or the highway podcast live tour then Corey might have gotten mad But
1: <laughs> like yeah so and then uh, and then a second example so as I said we started this podcast in 2016 there were honestly just like no art history podcasts at the time, like five, like literally like it was just a time where podcasting was like really hitting right when we started and art history is already a niche, right? So like there just weren't many. We got in at a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, And there definitely 100% when we started were no art history podcasts that involved drinking, like that was not a thing. Like it just wasn't. It is was it a thing a yet?
0: Thing. Are we still the only ones? I kinda No, of... it's very much a thing.
1: Like <laughs> Friends, So like that's been something I've noticed. Uh yeah, there are there are several. There are several podcasts that are well, they about They can't drink like us. <laughs> about talking about art and drinking. And you know, like on some level, obviously we were not the first people to ever have drinks and talk about <laughs> our history. Like that's not, I wish I, we were. I know. I don't consider that to be any kind of amazingly original idea in yeah. any way. I really don't. Um, I think it got a little more original when we're like, let's take it to the podcast place. But then like once podcasting became a bigger thing, it becomes less original and that's fine, you know. So I do not un- I do not think that every art-based podcast that involves drinking was just like, we're gonna do what the art history babes do. I don't think that sure. that's the thought process. But that being said, there are quite a few. And so there is a moment, every time I've seen it happen, there is a moment of me wondering like. Wonder if they listen to us. I wonder if this inspiration kind of came from us. And you know, so there's a moment of being like, this was our concept and the general outline is very similar for these other podcasts. But also after that, after that moment of like, I wonder if they, you know, listened to our history babes podcast, and then we're like, we're gonna do it. You take that to the next step, and it's like our show is our show because it's us, you know, like, and another show that talks about art history and drinks is going to be different because it's different people with different perspectives, you know? So there is an element of recognizing that maybe someone either had the same idea as you or a similar idea as you, or honestly, maybe just straight up got inspiration from you. But also I think it's important to put the ego in check and realize like they're going to create something new and different because they can't do it the same way you do. Like no one can ever do what you do the same way you do it. It's not possible. And if you
0: remember that fact through like everything you do, you will be upset at the exterior world around you so much more often or much much less, (laughs) much less. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Less. Oh, that second (laughs) glass of wine hits, and it's just like, what words? Um, No. And it all comes back. Yeah,
1: because it all comes back to that ego based, capitalist based, this is mine, this is my property, like intellectual property. Think about that wording. It's property based. Like it's all in this. This is mine. This is mine. This Mm -hmm. is mine, and that has been that's been like the scourge of society for centuries. You know.
0: I was just. um, I'm almost done with Seth Rogen's memoir, Yearbook, which I love. Um, you gotta check that out. Yeah, I'll I'll lend it to you because you will love it. Um, it's great. Of course, I love Seth Rogen. Corey can tell you that. You guys had to talk me out of too many Seth Rogen references in our book. You guys had to be like, okay, yeah. one is enough. <laughs> yeah, there was a moment
1: like I love that he's. I think he I mentioned, but any. I was like,
0: I was like we don't need to. We don't need to do multiple. Like, <laughs> I mean, teach their own, but um, but he is
1: mentioned in our book, The Honest art Dictionary. He pick is it up. A, pick up the
0: Honest art Dictionary. One of my heroes. So he talks about how. I think it was with Spielberg sitting down and pitching an idea and then um, ending up like doing their own things. But he kind of talks about how Steven Spielberg very easily could have just taken their idea and just gone and done it because he's Steven Spielberg. And and, I mean, he he kind of mentions how like it's the bare minimum to not do that. But also that in that industry, it's pretty respectable that he didn't do it because Mm -hmm. of how frequently it's done.
1: Totally. And
0: that's something to think about too is like try not to justify things just because you've seen it done habitually, especially if you have any sort of feelings about it. Like if your body is telling you in any sort of way that maybe something doesn't feel right. Um, and that goes for both sides. Like if you're sharing information or ideas and sharing your creative, you know, juices with someone and you feel like maybe they're not safe, then that's okay to ma- like, walk it back and maybe not share everything because the idea of intellectual property gets very tricky. And unfortunately in this country, like it does. And I mean, for better or for worse, I shouldn't say unfortunately, I'm sure it goes both ways on this, but Mm. you can end up in a really bad spot if you, you know, give up your intellectual property to someone who does not have your best interest at heart. And who wants to take advantage of you. Um, And the legal system is not perfect in this country. So it's not always going to just protect the person that, you know, is, you know, on the right side, whatever. It's just that doesn't exist here. Everything is so subjective. that, Mm -hmm. Like, if you think something is important to you, protect it (laughs) and trust only trust people with it who you really, really do. Trust and respect because intellectual property is complicated as hell. Cop copyrights, like getting a copyright, is complicated and costs a lot of money. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. We've only had to do it one time and we can't even tell you. Yeah. Like it's terrible. Yes. And it wasn't, and like we have so much support and like guidance in this way that other people wouldn't have. And it still was just like unpleasant. So uh just be careful out there and protect yourself, but also have fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a great piece of advice. Natalie. <laughs> I love it. Right I mean, I also think with these situations too, though, I think um, one thing we'd be remiss not to, I guess, harp on a little bit more is... Thinking about these situations in terms of power dynamics, like one thing I very much support and think we do need to continue to do is when someone's design is uh, ripped off by a a company, like a, a big name company. Like I just saw one on TikTok the other day. Someone literally designed these really cool Converse shoes as part of like a job application, essentially. Like it was like a, you know, designer type application and she had like designed these shoes as like a mock-up that were inspired by the national parks um, as part of her application and she didn't get the job but here we are like months later or whatever and they're fucking making the shoes and they look so similar. that is the and that it, is the
0: exact situation that Seth Rogen is pointing to is that idea that you can pitch something and someone can literally just take it and leave you behind and yeah. that happens.
1: Yeah. And it's like it really blew up on TikTok. Like people are like Converse. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like and that stuff we do need to call out. Right. Yeah. Like we do need to call out like corporate. Oh, so that's <gasps>
0: horrible. Shit. Yeah.
1: Like that is not OK. That is not
0: just. Yeah. That Converse, you're not- fine. Like, are you kidding me? You have one of the most iconic shoes ever that people are gonna keep buying no matter if you just exactly. keep them looking the exact same way forever yet you cannot pay a designer for it mm-hmm. Mm. (laughs) I know, I know. It's terrible. And and until like that happens a lot. So that kind of stuff,
1: like, yeah, we do need to like stand up against and be like, this isn't okay. That is not an example of the cute, like we had the same idea at the same time. Like that's not what
0: that is. The CEO's like, oh, weird. We can't hire you because I just had that idea this morning. (laughs) I just had the exact idea
1: in my brain. Like (laughs) five seconds before this. (laughs) Yeah. So stuff like that. Yeah, we need to be aware of, and that I will. Yeah, hard stance, not okay. Like corporations stealing things from independent
0: creators, never okay, not okay. But weirdly, it's it's treat it as okay unless we all fucking stand there and say it's not okay so it don't if you were thinking about it do not buy those shoes do not
1: buy the national park series from converse don't do it (laughs) um no um but i've seen that i've seen it happen like i know that they're like urban outfitters has gotten in trouble for jacking people's designs like so i think Context is everything. I think in these situations, you really have to look at the parties at play. You really have to look at intentions. You really have to look at what's going on. If it is a situation with two independent parties, I I think working towards compromise is a good thing. Now, if someone... Straight up jacked your idea and like straight up won't talk to you about it, then you're in a shitty situation. But like, I don't know, I just I encourage all people, if no matter what side you're on, if you're on the side of the original creator or if you're on the side of someone who is being accused of maybe jacking someone else's design, we need to be able to as independent creators think about this communally and try and like meet in the middle Mm -hmm. as opposed to just going on the like just attacking Mm -hmm. and also just you know hiding and shutting down and like claiming you were completely in the right like I think it's it's very much a situation that like when it's independent artists independent creators I I think it's best if we can try and like meet somewhere but when it's a super powerful wealthy corporation you're already at a huge power discrepancy there yes. so it's a different
0: situation yeah
1: and this goes deeper into a conversation that w- will have to be a different episode but like it's a it's it's similar i think to the topic of like cultural appropriation right like appropriation So, like, with cultural appropriation being a buzz thing now and people understanding what it is, which is a very good thing, like, I'm Mm -hmm. very pro that. But what has happened is I think a lot of people have just adopted this belief that all appropriation is bad, um, which isn't necessarily true. (laughs) Like, appropriation is just like... Using of material and yeah. it, it's been done throughout all of history, but there are very clear, many very clear examples of cultural appropriation that, when you actually take into context, the power dynamics are not okay. Yes. and so you have to think
0: of that. You have to think of the power dynamics, right? Like, and if you're sitting here listening to us talk about power and you're not understanding like what that. Means, I think the most recent cultural awakening in this department was the Me Too movement and the idea of power dynamics between, you know, men, women, or just people of power and their s- employees um, in the workplace and how it used to be seen as people. Sleeping their way to the top (laughs) because we wanted to villainize the victims. And that's a lot of how we work through this stuff. And like now we can recognize as a society that it has a lot to do with power and not being able to say no to someone who has power over you in a situation. And like think about this in that way that like if a big company. Like, there's so much power and energy and money behind corporations that changes their access to information, to resources. And, like we said, creativity can literally be a resource, information, ideas can be a resource. And it's the same thing as a huge corporation being able to access more physical resources as being able to make sure they have the rights to an intellectual resource. They've got lawyers, they've got tons of money, they've got teams built to make sure they can attain these resources. So you have to be just as smart, even if you're in a smaller place. Mm-hmm. Small is and not they, bad. And they have There's re- a lot of benefit to that. Like, see it as your power, but protect your resources.
1: Yeah, because they also, you know, these big companies also have the resource to... Yeah, exactly. The protection, the lawyers, the like, they have not the resources... To protect themselves if they get in trouble for stealing from someone, you know, like uh, like very easily. Like Mm -hmm. it's like a blip on their radar. Right. Whereas Mm -hmm. an independent
0: creator, it could like destroy them.
1: Exactly. They only need to have enough
0: money to beat you out. That's the shitty part. And they don't Mm -hmm. need to have enough money to prove that they didn't steal it. They just need you to have to stop. (laughs) They just need to. And, And that can happen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going off now, but I work in a law firm, so I get very worked up about this cuz that can happen in so many ways. Just delaying things, like filing things to just keep it going long enough that you give up, that you burn out, that you don't have Yeah, it totally. That's no, that's a, a strategy that's used all the time by corporations and their legal teams. So
1: I'm not <laughs> trying disgusting. to well, God, we <laughs> talked about how this is,
0: shouldn't be a fear-based thing. So I'm not trying to instill fear in you. I'm just trying to say Don't be unaware that like these companies get away with this stuff because of the immense resources they have. So I
1: I think it's also like you saying that I'm glad you're saying that I think is a good way to kind of divert the way we think about this and realize like who who is the enemy here? Is it that other very independent creator? You know what I mean? Like, mm. like in this conversation, who should we be fighting? Who mm-hmm. should we... Like, I think that's so important. In, in all of these conversations, I think that really relates to our conversation on, like, social media criticism and, and things. I think the power of the internet is people get really up in arms about things that do matter, But a lot of times that energy is not directed at the people that actually that we should be directing it at that the people that we actually need to be fighting in these situations, Um, which is why I say, like, if you're an independent creator and another independent creator kind of like jacks your shit, like, like, let's be a community. Let's be communal. Let's figure out a way to make that work, because like. Trying to destroy another small scale operation, like what good is that to anyone? Like mm-hmm. it's just not good. Yeah. But like, when you're thinking of it in a bigger sense, when you're thinking of it in terms of capitalism, in terms of supremacy culture, and in, in terms of power, these same things should not be okay at that scale in any way. You know, like I, I don't think. <laughs> You know, you should just like sit down and hope for the best when a multi million dollar cor- corporation steals your shit. Like, I think. But I also that- love that what
0: you're saying is neither-, neither of the options you're giving are being complacent and just sitting. They're both yeah, active. Yeah. One is just not, one is standing up against like a powerhouse, which you have to do. You have to like, you have to be powerful in the face of someone else who has that power. But what you're saying is you also act with humility and grace among someone who's a little bit more on your level. And you just, yeah. ideally you ask questions and you try and get to the root of what is actually the problem and then see if that's rectifiable. And as you're talking, I'm like already coming up with creative solutions for the two creators that started this whole thing. <laughs> so like, it's so possible, but yeah. it's, not, it's not our first inclination because when you think someone's taken something from you or done something to you, you feel defensive. Whereas, like you said, if you see it as you both operating under a system that is complicated and difficult and that you both just want to succeed under, you're a lot more likely to want to find a common ground that works for both of you, where you can both come out on top or successful or like,
1: yes, not
0: feeling bad.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also important,
0: like 100%. That's
1: essentially exactly what I was trying to say, but like very, very, very clearly stated, <laughs> so thank you. It's the line. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and also, like, you know, every everyone's different. Everyone's going to have a little bit different of a viewpoint on the things they create and how they share them and all of that. But I do think it is important to, when we're thinking on this scale of, like, independent creator to independent creator, I do think it's important to also take into consideration the nature of meme culture um so this is a a great example that i saw recently that i really loved vapor cult on instagram who is actually one of jen's like best friends (laughs) she's very wonderful like her Mm -hmm. stuff is so funny um and yes you should follow her great sense Um, of humor yeah just just really really Top-notch stuff. Um, <laughs> and she had a, a, a meme, like, a conceptual meme, I guess. Like, um, I'm not... What a great phrase. You know, not- <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because it's not like a meme in terms of, like, an image meme. Like, it, it's literally the concept was the meme. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had this concept meme go viral a few months back. And it's brilliant where... <laughs> she uh she would uh hold hold her vibrators the way guys on tinder hold fish (laughs) so funny i'm gonna post some of them on the video because
0: some of you are
1: already dying laughing because you can see it (laughs) i know and she started that and she had like yeah just really great images um of her like you know holding them and it it went viral and a lot of other people did it too because that's the nature of a meme right yeah some other creators would start doing it with like um some did it with different stuff and then others would just do it with like sex toys and whatever and it it just it it was a viral um yeah because it's hilarious (laughs) and um and then It kind of, I think, faded for a little while as memes do. And then someone else with a really big following did it. And a lot of Vapor Cult's following got like defensive. And what was like nice is I remember she like got on her story and she's like, You guys are great. Like, that's amazing. But like memes are kind of meant to be stolen. Like, it's fine. We're chill, you know? And and she was very comfortable with that concept being used by other people you know like it didn't it didn't seem like she felt any type of way about it or that it was like impeding on her creativity or like you know it, she, it, it, she seemed to take it in a very much like memes are, are this is how they operate like um and I'm chill with it and I'm not saying that that's like the only right way to respond but I'm just saying like that is an approach you can
0: take in in a in certain situations, you know, like, yes, always consider not getting upset, about <laughs> something like that. And it's a beautiful example of abundance mentality of the idea yeah. that she came up with a very funny, creative idea. People loved it. So guess what she's thinking? I'm going to do that again and fucking again and again mm-hmm. and again and again. And the fact that people are liking it and co-oping it means that it's working. That means I'm doing something right. And I get how it's so easy to feel so attached to your ideas and your creations. And they're they're your babies. I get it. Like, that's so natural. Don't judge yourself for feeling that way, but also find some beauty in releasing the need to hold so tight to things, to have so much control. Like, I mean, think like so much of what we do is like in the weird realm of, art and like kind of curation and like we you know there's a lot of history in there and just weirdness but
1: a dash of this and a dash of that yeah it's a
0: weird (laughs) concoction of what we do and we're constantly trying to figure out like where we fall and what we're actually making and all that stuff but also the more that we try and sit down and label things or figure it out the slower we go the less creative we feel so
1: it, it becomes constricting, you know. And ownership like, is the
0: same idea; it, it constricts you.
1: Yeah, and and now we're diving into kind of the spiritual, but like I love that. Like, let's go there. Like, it's really, you know, it's really like the ego relationship, right? Like, in a perfect, a perfect example of it, just like you said you don't need to feel bad for it. We all have an ego. We all have an ego for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like your ego is supposed to be there. You're not supposed to get rid of it. Like it's supposed to exist. And your little ego is going to, is going to be like, Hey, that was my idea. Or like, Hey, that came from me or whatever. But, but you get to choose where you go from there. Right. And you can let the ego get angry. Like that's a choice. You can let the, ego get defensive you can yeah you can you can you can make so many choices from there and like and it's not even to say that any of them are wrong but i think it's important being a creator of any type in our current climate of just internet everything's moving a million miles a minute everyone's sharing everything at a million is, miles a that? minute this is a thing that you will have to contend with on some level there's no doubt about it like i literally just threw out a few random examples of like how we've had to and it's it's going to be a consistent thing every creator on every level has to contend with these things so i think awareness and like understanding that you get to kind of choose how your ego wants to feel about these things and like you get to choose the narrative ultimately, you know? And and yeah, just like you said, like you can take it as, oh, I just like created a cool thing and people liked it. And and to me, that just feels like a more expansive way to think about things. But yes, at the, at the same time, it's totally fair to understand that it gets complicated or it's very important to understand that it gets complicated when you add in the element of survival and trying to like make it in... A system that is really hard to make it in right now. Like we're just yeah. not there yet. Like that's part of it too. is like we have this beautiful thing. We have this internet that like has democratized all this information and all of this stuff, and it's like so good. But like, but like it's also not. like we haven't figured it out, you know, we haven't figured wild out way. Wild West
0: out here. <laughs> it
1: is. I think about this all the time. I'm like someday, maybe in our lifetimes, I hope in our lifetimes, we're going to look back and we're going to be like, shit was crazy. (laughs) Like we were just, we were just going for it. We were all just screaming into the void and like hoping that something would click and maybe something would make us money. Like that's literally what it is right now. Yeah. And that's scary and that's hard to navigate. So like, I think it's just important that we keep those things in mind. We keep power dynamics in mind. Don't ever let a fucking corporation steal your shit. If you do blow them up on TikTok. like do
0: message us something. Yeah. <laughs> do
1: something. Don't let that shit happen. No. That is bullshit. Yeah. Um,
0: or even, yes. I mean, and, and like we talked about, like, it's best to work it out with small scale creators. Like if it's someone you feel like is on your level, mm-hmm. but also don't bend over for people. Like yeah, if, yeah, yeah. someone's not willing to hear you out, someone's not willing to sit down, whatever, then it's okay to, you know, stand your ground if that's what you want to do. Just know that like the corporations, then your best bet is probably to go the legal route and to do all that. And again, that takes time, energy, resources, whatever. It's also an option to keep moving. And like Corey said, this is we're not judging any option like this. You're going to have to sit with yourself and decide what's best for you in any situation, but just know there is always an option. You can always let it go and just believe that your creative process is something that's a replenishing resource that is going to keep getting better. And that yes, maybe they got this idea, but you have more. And again, like that is so situational. So it you just you have to sit with it and how much something means to you and if 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 it means a whole lot then fight for it and if you think that maybe it was just like basically a study for you and that maybe they got off they got lucky by taking something that's a stepping stone for you and making it a big deal for them maybe you're okay with letting them have that and maybe you just take it as a learning experience and you know that the next thing you make is going to be big for you which might be bigger than that last thing would have been so Mm -hmm. it's like it's okay you don't there's no right way like don't let anyone tell you you have to do something and if it doesn't sit right with you then don't do that yeah (laughs) yeah don't (laughs) you don't (laughs) need to sue anybody you don't need to go into hard action if that's not what feels right and you don't need to let something go if that doesn't feel right either like
1: yeah Yeah. And, you know, weighing all those things, weighing intentions, like, yeah, everyone's going to kind of take their own approach to it. And in there, there just really are so many elements to this conversation. And so I think both as a creator, but also as an observer, if you're in the audience, I think everyone can benefit from considering all these things, right? Like you can benefit from considering all of the, all of the levels, all of the steps that go into the creation of the thing and the positioning of all of the people. Like there's, there's so many elements of it. And, and I think because humans are humans we want to simplify right we we want it to be simple we so badly want it to be so clear that someone stole something from someone else but god i promise you that is rarely the situation it is the situation sometimes for sure but it's rarely the situation and that i do think speaks to we this will be a different episode because it is a topic i feel very passionately about but like it speaks to our cultural kind of obsession with authorship. We're very, very focused on authorship in a way that I think is not always healthy. Um, And yeah, it's just, I mean, to me, my perspective is coming from someone who is a a deeply independent person. Like I am a deeply like like i'm i'm just i'm i'm
0: fear as i can uh i like, can, I can <laughs> confirm it's,
1: it's like annoying like i'm like i am me and i am like a rock of like a defined independent person that like exists in a very independent way and so i understand wanting to think your moves are just your moves and all of that but like even being that type of person I ultimately believe completely in my heart that we're here collectively, right? Like, you are here as part of the collective. You are not here alone, even if you are an independent person.
0: If you knew me and Corey on a personal level, you would know that, like, me hearing her say these words is, like, my favorite thing I've ever heard in my whole life (laughs) because our dynamic is so that you are naturally so the like independent like solo like I got this I I got this person Mm -hmm. and I'm just like but I just want to work with my friends all the time. Let's <laughs> collaborate. What are you thinking? This is what I'm thinking. Let's talk more about what we're thinking. Um, Sorry, but back to you. I just, I'm loving this. Uh, well, you. I, I just, just, it ultimately just
1: comes from a place that like, despite being naturally independent in the way I move through the world. Which is I'm great. Incredibly aware of that. Like I don't exist in a fucking bubble. Like I'm here to be with people. I'm here to interact with people, you know, maybe the things I create will affect people like it's not just about like me in a space, right? That TikTok
0: you put it posted the other day about the guy talking about this about how we are all just made up of our collective experiences. Like that oh my god. It spoke <laughs> to so me good. on such a deep level because it's so I just loved how beautifully he put that. Yes, we are we're a compilation of other people. We are we're like a mixtape of all of the most important people and experiences that we've ever encountered. One hundred percent. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and that thinking is—it's just so important. Like it's so important to recognize your ideas and your habits and your beliefs. They come from a comp compilation of other people. What be it? someone you saw on the internet or someone who's really important in your day-to-day life, but they come from outside sources. And we're all just like moving around, gaining inspiration from each other and like making moves based on that. No matter how independent you are, that's what you are doing. That is just what is happening. And so the, it's just, I mean, I, yeah, I guess it just comes down to like ego check, you know, like yeah. put put it in check and recognize that anything beautiful you create is like the result of an entire lifetime. But all the people you interacted with in that lifetime and all the content you've seen in that lifetime that was created by other people. And I think taking time to just really inter- like understand the interconnectedness of all things, like I don't understand how that can do anything but make the art you create more beautiful.
0: I don't think it can. And just to piggyback off of that, which was all perfect, is that you, if you feel weird about that, if it feels like we're taking something away from your experience by saying that you're made up of all of these other experiences, people, things know that those are all only experienced through your lens for you. So regardless of how many different people contribute to it, no one is going to see it, see it, think about it, experience it exactly like you are. So it automatically becomes yours the second you are internalizing it. So and how it cool is that? It is it's so fucking <laughs> cool because what it's saying is that It would have never happened without you coming into contact with this person. But moreover, it would have never happened without you. You are the filter through which that is coming through. And you're labeling it as either yours or theirs. But you have the option to label it as yours, as both of yours. And now I'm having a very strong visual of that fucking movie that you love. Um, What's the Pixar one about the feelings inside out inside out the beautiful ball that is yellow and blue swirled that is the good and the bad it's like yes there is the person you're acting with and what they're giving to you and then there's you internalizing it and then you get that beautiful little swirled marble where it would not have existed without the combination of them and you so Literally. even if you, in your mind it makes you insecure to think that you are made up of bits of other people you're never ever experiencing someone truly as they are to them you're only ever experiencing someone as they are to you so it's already different it's yeah. already different <laughs> you being you you experiencing everything you experience is already original it's yours so like find beauty in that and like love that and don't feel insecure about drawing inspiration from those around you like it's remarkable
1: yeah exactly and it's it's also it's everything you know it's all of it and all of that connects to you know the big the big issues that were dealing with now as like art historians as we've put all these mostly white male artists up on pedestals as these big geniuses but they were just they were just compilations of mm-hmm. all of their inspirations and all the people they ever met you know and honestly when you really sit with it when you really pull back and you really feel it like it's hard to feel anything but awe by that concept you know mm-hmm. um so I think it's just a good exercise for all humans to do all the time. I also think it's very good to not jump on the bandwagon of like, you fucking stole this without like fully understanding the situation, the power dynamics, the people, all the things. Um, That does not mean there are not situations that like things need to be worked out, you know, like it's uh, and, and uh, yeah, to wrap it all up most of the things that are an issue that we talked about are only an issue because of
0: capitalism. capitalism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum.
0: Bum, bum, ba, it's Speaking the of real villain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Speaking of capitalism. Uh, if you, if you enjoy our content, you should head to. <laughs> patreon.com.
0: We do need <laughs> to make a living to keep producing this.
1: So true. Oh God. (laughs) Like the amount of times I have
0: moments where
1: I'm just like angry about money or like general survival. And then like, I get mad because I'm like, I need to keep making things, but like, I'm not making enough money to like really survive. And like, it becomes this angry spiral. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's just capitalism is the problem. (laughs) Truly. Like that's what's making me mad. It's not. It's not the content. It's not any of that. It's just like this weird, awful, like anxious spiral we're all in to just like make it through the day doing things that we feel bring value to the world. And um, I think that should uh, that should always be a guiding light with creation too. Like, are you doing something? that you feel brings value to the world. And I mean that in a very like umbrella-y way. Like value can mean a lot of things. Is it funny? Is it like, you know, it can mean like so many things. I don't mean value as in like, you know,
0: um, are you doing something that's the most important thing ever? I mean, like- (laughs) If that's where your mind went first, (laughs) then you take an extra hour to think about how (laughs) capitalism has affected you. (laughs) Because- Right? (laughs) There's anything wrong with you. Just know you've been- deeply indoctrinated <laughs>
1: like I literally am, like at this point I'm at that the point where I'm doing on our Instagram I'm doing all of those like curated talk TikTok posts because they make people happy <laughs> like it's yeah. literally like so many people comment about how it like
0: brightens their day and I'm but just that's like why all it's right been that's been, one of our most that's what we're beautiful doing. things is because it's so natural <laughs> it, it literally and that's why was funnier earlier when you made the comment of like I don't even know where it came from. I was like, I know where it came from. Like I, I know exactly where it came from. You, you started small with this curation and then it grew. Uh, and it was super and people, people go ham about love us, it. Sure. But it makes me so happy. Cause yeah. like even the other day I commented like millennial treasure trove. And then I immediately was like, that was dumb. No one, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then later I was like, no, I was right. Like that is what this is. People flock to this because you, you, yeah. you struck the gold of TikTok is intimidating to those who don't just want to go headfirst into it. And for whatever reason, you know, whether it's the Chinese government or you just don't want to learn a new form of social media, <laughs> whatever it is, people don't want to get yeah. in there. <laughs> and you provide a safe space <laughs> for them to have a curated experience. <laughs> And it's, it's, it's simple, so <laughs> but it's so good. It's so I'm satisfying for people. I mean, I make sure when you drop something, I make sure to find like a quiet little place to sit to watch them all and like really enjoy myself. And I've had so many times where people have been like, Who'd, who who is responsible for this? Is it you? And I'm just like, no, 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 no. It is not me. <laughs> Send all your things. No, no, no. Don't no, no. <laughs> worry. Well, I am a recipient like you. I just
1: want to take a moment to say thank you to all of the beautiful TikTok creators that I have reposted because me too. You're, you're making wonderful work and it's clearly making a lot of people very happy, even people who are afraid of Tik so, the So <laughs> we got to,
0: we got to take the opportunity to use this format as an explanation for curation, like a, like a way to explain curation to people who don't have a lot of ex- experience with it, because that is what you are doing. And it's such a nice, like very simplistic way to break down what curation is. It's, ingesting a lot no it
1: definitely breaking I've de- it down I've definitely, th- I've definitely thought about that in the context of like yeah you know 2021 curation like is obviously it, it involves the internet and involves Instagram you know we're curating images we're curating videos and like there is I don't know I I 100% believe in years to come we're going to be mining instagram for... you might be creating a profession right now by accident
0: <laughs> you literally be might amazing. be creating a roadmap for a whole job in the future like that's that what's crazy about reality you guys we don't know we don't know and it's super possible it's wild a tiktok curator is going to be a future job even though we're joking about it right now you're welcome
1: everyone <laughs> I mean, it's just another great example of how you can think about the work that you do as just another blip in this lineage moving forward. Right. Because honestly, the Tic Tac curation, they're super fun. Like I have a good time with them, but they do take some time because I yeah. take the time to like write out like the names of all the handles of of the creators and stuff like it takes a minute not to mention the time
0: watching and deciding what you think would work and not like a curator does you ingest you make decisions you process you are the filter like you literally do the emotional (laughs) processing of deciding if it's funny or not because what you're saying because the way the way you first described it is like you just are labeling and it's like no 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 That's a (laughs) prepator. What you're doing is actually ingesting many TikToks over long periods of time to come to the conclusion of which of those TikToks are going to have the most mass appeal to your audience. You are literally curating. I've taken classes on this. I know. I've read books. (laughs) Hi. Remember, we have masters. Well,
1: you guys... (laughs)
0: Who knows
1: what the future holds, but <laughs> we're at a fun moment here in the uh yeah, the uh the art history babe story. TikTok curation is part of the deal right now. So I'm if, betting you, on if, it. You, if you if you don't follow us on Instagram, uh head over there, Art History Babes Podcast. You can also follow us on TikTok. We make TikToks on occasion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're not scared
0: of that platform, we're there too. <laughs>
1: Unless you're afraid, which is a common thing. Um, like don't don't feel any shame about it. It's very common. Oh my god, I've
0: always (laughs) been a very fearful person.
1: (laughs) Got me this far in life. Um, but yeah, if uh you know you can find us there, you can uh help support us because we're just trying to survive under capitalism, just like everyone else. Patreon.com slash art history babes. We also have the wonderful, the exciting uh, onlyfans.com slash art babes, which is the AHB Center for Erotic Art. Really loving the work we're doing over there. We're having a lot of fun with it. It's very, so very open. We've got two amazing episodes coming up with uh, creators we brought in to talk. And it's just, it's such a fun space, you guys. Like we have a lot of fun over there. It's just like art history
0: babes uncensored. Come visit us on OnlyFans where we it, just it's bring good it vibes. Down a level. I promise.
1: It's good vibes. Like, yeah. like I feel every single episode we've recorded for the H B Center for Erotic Art, I've just been like, ah, oh, that felt good. Like it, yeah, it it's just good it. energy over there. And it's another way to support all of our stuff on all of our platforms. Um, so we can live and make things. So if you, honestly, if you appreciate anything we do, if you appreciate the podcast, if you appreciate my TikTok curation, consider throwing us some of your y- your dollar bills. Yeah, it does really not have to be it. a lot. Yeah. It, every little bit helps, and um, yeah, we really appreciate all of you who have been supporters, new and old. We love you all so very much, and yeah, we'll continue to kind of do do these, I guess just, yeah, more creator-directed episodes that are very freeform in thought and how we are, ba- yeah, basically just being being a creator and artist in 2021 it's a it's a fucking minefield out there so yes. i feel like these things need to be discussed um yes. openly and processed that way if you have insights to the things we discussed in this episode regarding yeah inspiration versus stealing and appropriation and sourcing citing capitalism stealing shit like all
0: the things (laughs) send us all your tips and tricks like we'll (laughs) we'll compile it and give it back to you guys if you guys send us that information art history babes at
1: gmail.com thank you so much for being here for listening we love you so very much and uh where did i put oh there it is It was gonna cheers you out (laughs)
0: Empty, but metaphorical. There we go. Oh, I got a drop and it wasn't bad luck. Look, I dripped on my cheek. How do you do that? It's like a red tear. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. We love you.
1: Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. Yikes. Yes, but there's a word that I'm trying to think. Um, Human, it's human something. Migration? Not migration, human highway i way documentary yeah it, um oh. sorry my butt hurts my butt is getting sore from the ground <laughs> um i mean this isn't the word i was thinking of but this works
0: our kids have said to us since we've moved to minnesota we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived